It's Izzy. Wherever you're listening from, whatever your situation, and whatever brought you here, I'm so, so grateful that you've invested your time in listening to positive content. I truly hope you gain some valuable insights from the episode. Welcome back to the podcast. How are we all doing? If my voice sounds a little bit crisper, a little bit clearer, a little bit more enjoyable to listen to, then it's because the phone, the recording on voice memos on my phone is gone. It's a thing of the past, at least for now, because my microphone is finally fixed. She's done it. But let this be a reminder to you that if you do not have a microphone, if you just have your phone, you can start a podcast too. You don't need anything special. You just need something to share. But that is definitely not the talking point of today's podcast. Today's podcast, I am talking about something that I have been talking about for the last three weeks, almost non-stop. And this very thing has actually... And I know this sounds traumatic, but in many ways it has changed my life. And it's something that is possible and accessible to every single one of you. And maybe you've already done it. I'm talking about the international bestseller by James Clear, Atomic Habits. With over 8 million copies sold, the clue is in the title. It's the book that shares the easy and proven ways to build good habits and break bad ones. Now, I know I am late to the party in reading it, but I can certainly, after reading it over the last three weeks, certainly agree that it lives up to its hype. So the reason I wanted to make this podcast and also... Okay, I will admit, for the last week and a half, there has not been a podcast. The last two, three weeks have been a little bit unpredictable from me. So if you're someone that likes knowing when something's happening at the exact time, then I extend the utmost apologies to you. However, I knew that I wanted to do a podcast about what I'd learned from Atomic Habits. And I just didn't quite know how to go about sharing it. So I wanted to really make sure that I sat down, wrote out kind of how it's helped me, really allowed myself to implement the stuff over a couple of weeks so that I wouldn't just be making a podcast for the sake of it. As you know, I try to do a podcast every Friday, less so because I absolutely love it. I love being in person. I love being on calls. I love... I love being in person with you guys rather than sat in front of my phone or a mic recording something and not being able to see anybody respond to what I'm saying. I just, I like interaction, okay? So this has always been something of a discipline project, as many of you have heard me say many, many times. But at the same time, I want to make sure that what I'm putting out is good. And I truly believe that this episode today is going to be really, really valuable. There is a handful of different strategies that I've taken from Atomic Habits that has genuinely changed my life, changed changed the things that I do on a daily basis, and my understanding of behaviour change to an even higher level than it was before. So you do not have to apply every single one of the strategies that I'm going to go over in a second to your life. But if you were to just try one of them and actually take daily action on it, then I can guarantee that it will change your life in some way. And when I say change your life, literally drinking one extra glass of water a day 
can have a significant impact on the number of headaches you get, on how much brain fog you get, on just how healthy and vibrant and enthusiastic you feel. So something that can change your life can seem like a really small thing, but over time it can compound to be a huge thing. So Obviously, I would recommend that you head over to Amazon now and order the book or buy it on Audible or wherever you like to listen to listen to or buy your books, as it is a really engaging and easy read. So if you're somebody who has tried reading self-development books in the past and struggled to get into it and to stay focused or to follow along, well, this is an international bestseller and has sold 8 million copies for good reason, because it is an enjoyable read. So I would highly recommend that. But if you just want the cheat code, then you're in the right place. Keep listening and we're going to dive right into the first strategy that has completely changed the way that I approach new habits. The two minute rule. Quote from page 162 of Atomic Habits. When you start a new habit, it should take less than two minutes to do. I know a huge amount about behaviour change and about how to create or (laughs) let go of habits, but I had never heard of the two minute rule and it actually makes so much sense. So a few days ago, I had a cold plunge delivered. About two months ago, I ordered I'm not going to tell you why, because I don't want to give it away to some people that I know will be listening, but I ordered a cold plunge. It took two months to arrive, but it is here. Now, while submerging yourself into ice cold water isn't the most pleasurable of experiences on the surface, I was really, really excited to get it in the post, and I was really eager to challenge myself to see how long I could stay in. I just wanted to get in and yeah, challenge myself, see how long I could stay in. I know I have a friend who's been doing cold plunges and I know he does them for four minutes. So although I'm not competitive naturally, I knew that I'd maybe have that in the back of my mind, wanted to compare where I was to where he was and I could create a goal from there. But Mr. James Clear's voice came ringing into my ear. This is another quote from the book, because at the end of the day, James Clear can sum this stuff up way better than I can. I'm just going to tell you about how I've been using this stuff. He says, the point is not to do one thing. The point is to master the habit of showing up. The truth is, a habit must be established before it can be improved. If you can't learn the basic skill of showing up, then you have little hope of mastering the final details. I really wanted to make cold plunges a daily habit. I didn't want to just get excited about it and then eventually kind of stop and burn out. So if I was going to trust the man himself to make me make that happen, creating this as a habit every day, then I couldn't go all in all at once. What I needed to do was to start small with just two minutes at a time. And when I say two minutes at a time, I don't mean two minutes in the ice bath. What James Clear is saying is you need to create the habit so that the whole process of doing the habit is two minutes. So let me break it down. 45 seconds getting changed, grabbing my sliders and my towel, all the things I need for the ice bath. 30 seconds in the ice bath and then 45 seconds drying off, putting the cover back on it and getting changed. That is two minutes all in. And I will tell you what, I'm on what, day four? of doing the ice baths Um, and actually I haven't just been doing it once a day I've been doing it twice a day because this process of the two minute rule is just so magical in 48 hours okay 
these were the notes that I'd written down the other day. In 48 hours, I've done five cold plunges. But the most important part is that I am absolutely buzzing to do more. Literally about 45 minutes ago, I said to my partner, Jordan, oh, I really want to go and do another cold plunge. I'm not going to because I think two a day is more than enough. But the reason why I am eager to do more is because through this two minute rule and how easy I've made it, it's become something that is easy, obvious, attractive and satisfying. All four things that James Clear says a habit must be in order to make it something we don't just stick to, but enjoy sticking to. So remember this when starting a new habit, and again, this is a quote from James Clear, instead of trying to engineer a perfect habit from the start, do the easy thing on a more consistent basis. You have to standardize before you can optimize. So I know exactly when I go and do it. In the morning, I go just after breakfast. My partner actually prefers going before breakfast. And so in the morning we do it separately and that's a really magical experience because we don't overthink it, we just get changed, 45 seconds, get in, 30 seconds, get out and we're done. And we reap the benefits of it because it feels so good. I get to tick it off my to-do list. I feel proud of myself for having done it. But at the same time, it really doesn't feel difficult. It doesn't feel hard. And it's not something I forget about doing because I'm looking forward to it. So I hope that inspires you to maybe give this a go, this two minute rule to something that you've been struggling to do. So say you wanted to apply this to an exercise routine. Well, again, two minutes, 45 seconds, you're gonna go and get changed. Then you're gonna do 30 seconds of squats and then you're gonna get changed again. That is all you're gonna do. And you will find that it becomes addictive. Like you wanna do it more and more. If you do feel like you wanna do it more and more, do it more and more, but never increase the time. So don't do squats for more than 30 seconds, but you can do it twice a day or whatever. Now, obviously I am going to extend that time in the ice bath longer. At the minute, I, I really want to stay in. I really want to stay in. And actually, so I've been recording myself and posting it on Instagram, me going into the ice bath because I think it's inspiring. I like watching other people, but mainly I wanted to record myself so that I can see how my reaction to the cold changes over time. And because I shared on my story the importance of the two minute rule, yesterday night, I really wanted to stay in for longer, but because I knew that the video was going on Instagram, it, it made me stick to that 30 second, that 30 second timer. And I'm really glad because again, it's so easy to get excited by something. I know when I got into running and I never used to be a runner, but during COVID, I got into running, I couldn't go to the gym. So that was kind of my outlet. So I got into running and I started pushing myself and pushing myself. And then eventually I got a sore hip and well, I eventually had to stop. But if I had just made more of a habit of doing it rather than trying to push myself, it would have been realistic. It would have been more attractive and I probably wouldn't have ended up with an injury. But we will leave that there. I feel like I have expressed the two minute rule more than enough. So on to strategy numero de implementation intention. That is quite the mouthful. Again, I'm going to describe this one via an example of how I've used it because there are so many different strategies in the book and I'm only sharing with you the ones today that I feel have changed my life the most and that I'm actually doing on a daily basis. So 
What a gloomy January afternoon. The sun suddenly popped out and I thought to myself, hmm, I fancy a quick loop of the park. So I went out, had a little walk around the park and I enjoyed it. It felt good to be out in the fresh air and even though it was only for 10 minutes, the exercise felt refreshing. A couple of days later, the sun came out again. I know, I know, January and the sun came out twice. Crazy. But what was interesting is I had the same thought. The sun was out and I thought, oh, I want to go for a walk. Now, within a week of doing this, every time the sun came out, I, it would cue an instant craving to go outside and go for a walk. So where previously I would probably have grumbled at the thought of leaving my work and my warm home to get some exercise, because yes, it was sunny, but it wasn't necessarily warm. Now, because I had created a connection between the sun and wanting to go for a walk, not a long walk, just a little walk, just getting outside and moving, I was actually craving it. James Clear says, over time, the cues that spark our habits become so common that they are essentially invisible. The treats on the kitchen counter, the remote control next to the couch, the phone in our pocket. Our response to these cues are so deeply encoded that it may feel like the urge comes from nowhere. And that is just what happened to me. Without consciously realising that the sun had even come out, I would be desiring a walk. And whilst, no, it wasn't possible 100% of the time to go out every time the sun shone, the majority of the time it was actually far easier than I thought. Just 10 minutes in between calls or after lunch. And so because it was just short and because I'd connected it to this thing that I saw as pleasant, as enjoyable, as attractive, it quickly became a highlight rather than a chore. And naturally, I've come to look out for the sun shining as this cue for me to go on a walk. And like yesterday, the sun never came out. (laughs) And I looked on the weather app and the sun was not due to come out. So I just thought, well, I want to go. I've got the craving because I know I tend to have the craving every day to go on a walk because it's usually sunny at at least one point. But today it isn't and I still want to go. So I did. So whilst I still have the craving that comes from the queue, it's actually just become more of a general craving as well, if that makes sense. I hope it does. (laughs) So on to strategy number three, habit stacking. Now, I think this is one of the most popular strategies from the book. I will admit that, I don't know, I think I, when I read this one, I kind of found it a bit obvious and it it just obviously made sense. And so of all of the strategies that I'm sharing with you in this podcast, this is probably the one that has probably changed my life the least in terms of the last three weeks because I implemented it with something super small, um, yeah, super minuscule. But who knows, maybe if I apply it to something more meaningful, more impactful, it might have a really powerful effect. And that is why I'm sharing it with you. So for those of you who don't know what habit stacking is, James Clear says it best himself. One of the best ways to build a new habit is to identify a current habit you already do each day and then stack your new behavior on top. This is called habit stacking. So my example is maybe a little bit of a grim one. 
But my partner and I have been aware lately that sometimes our breath can smell, let's just say, not perfectly fresh. So we decided to invest in some mouthwash. I haven't used mouthwash since I was probably like eight. So we thought, be a good idea. We try it out. We'll see if it if it helps. Now, we already have a fairly substantial pre-bedtime routine. It's it's pretty optimised. Mine includes removing my mascara with some micellar water, washing my face, sweeping over my face with some toner, sometimes a drop or two of serum, brushing my teeth, applying moisturiser, using the loo, changing into PJs, reading, taking an iron tablet. Yep, mum, I know you'd be proud of me to hear that one. Removing my earrings, setting my alarm, and then putting my phone on charge, after which we then kind of go straight to sleep. So adding in an extra step of swishing around mouthwash definitely seemed like a bit of an extra faff. However, just as we decided to order some mouthwash, I stumbled upon James Clear's chapter on habit stacking. Quote, Habit stacking is a special form of implementation intention. Rather than pairing your new habit with a particular time and location, you pair it with a current habit. So, after current habit, I will new habit. Does that make sense? So in my case, I decided that after brushing my teeth, I would grab the mouthwash, swish it around my mouth, which I only needed to do for 30 seconds... And so whilst I was swishing it around my mouth, I would get changed into my PJs. After I was changed, the 30 seconds would have gone by. So I'd spit mouthwash out, apply my moisturiser and continue with the rest of the routine. Easy peasy. So after brushing my teeth, I will open the mouthwash bottle. Habit stacking allows you to create a set of simple rules that guide your future behaviour. When I read this quote, I actually thought this is literally like a CRM system for our mind. So again, as I said, this probably has changed my life a lot less than the rest. Um, But that's kind of in, in terms of immediate impact. I've been using mouthwash for maybe a week now. And yes, we have fresh breath. But how is it? Is it really having that? Is it really changing my life? Well, it takes a matter of 30 seconds. It's so obvious and so easy, I barely even realise I'm doing it. And yet the payoff is actually huge. My partner and I have great smelling breath every single day. And so by doing it every single day, the effects compound to reduce plaque, it fights gum disease and varying other benefits related to oral hygiene. So whilst I might not think this is changing my life right now, in terms of 10 years time, my teeth and my overall oral hygiene might be in a much better place because of it. So some of these things help us see results immediately, others are more longer term, which is the whole point of atomic habits. Atomic habits build up, they compound to create incredible results. Okay, strategy number four, identity-based habits. Something I've struggled with for a while now is Instagram. Follow count wise, it has been a slow burner for a long time, where on other platforms, I've radically increased my follow count. So TikTok kind of went really well for me. Instagram, however, has been a tougher beast. I've been like increasing by maybe a thousand a year, which might sound like a lot. But (laughs) when you compare to my TikTok following, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. And so because of how slowly my Instagram has been building, naturally, my inclination to post has reduced. I post a lot on my stories. 
because I like interacting with people. I like sharing things that I'm doing, but I rarely actually post. And the reason for that is because posting is a lot more permanent. I feel like it is a lot more polished. Whereas on stories, you can just pick up your phone, record something or take a picture of something and post it. It doesn't have to be, you know, the saturation doesn't have to be improved or you don't have to think of a caption and hashtags. Whereas seemingly in my mind there was a lot more work that needed to go into posting so again naturally inclination declined as you'd expect and then I read Atomic Habits with Instagram I realized that I had always been outcome based I would be aiming to hit a specific number of followers each year and hope that my posts would have the desired impact of reaching that number of people But through reading the book, I realised that that was never going to happen if I kept being as inconsistent with posting as I had been, and if I kept seeing it as a chore I wasn't good at. So I decided to scrap the follow count goals and instead focus on creating a habit based on the type of person I wanted to be. I wanted to be someone who didn't overthink their posts. Someone who didn't spend two hours making sure the caption and the comments and the thumbnail were spot on. I just wanted to be someone that posted consistently. So I decided to commit to one month of posting every single day. And actually, to be completely honest, this is no word of a lie. But the day after I made that decision, I woke up and I smashed out 10 real drafts. So 10 drafts of reels, where before I would have procrastinated making them because I never felt like doing it. Or honestly, and I'm not kidding, it would genuinely take me like an hour just to make one. And then it still wouldn't even be finished because I hadn't done the caption, I hadn't done the hashtags. But that particular morning, I thoroughly enjoyed the process. Now, don't get me wrong, the reels were by no means perfect and not all of them were 100% finished but I had woken up with the identity of someone who posts consistently on Instagram. And so my behaviours were already starting to change to align with that. Now, as I'm recording this video, I will admit that I am only seven days in, but so far it has been an absolute breeze. Only yesterday did did it get to like eight o'clock and I thought, oh, I need to post on Instagram. But I was able to just post quite quickly without overthinking it. Why was this? Well, I stopped focusing on the number of likes because it's no longer my goal. The only thing that I'm tracking is the number of posts that I've put out into the world. So this is the idea behind it. Again, James Clear quote, decide the type of person you want to be and then prove it to yourself by small with small wins. So I wanted to be someone who just found Instagram easy, that was quick at it, that got posts out And so every day that I post, I'm putting another penny in the pile that says that is who I am. So yes, all of these things have made a big impact in my life. But the one thing from the book that has changed my life far more than all of these previous strategies is actually just one word that I'd heard before. It was a cool word, but I didn't fully understand the reality of it. And that word is compound. On the surface, we all know that good things come to those that wait. We all know that we're not just going to come out of our first gym session instantly toned. 
we all know that wearing a retainer for one week isn't going to give us straight teeth. To achieve substantial results, we have to put in substantial effort. But whilst we all get this, deep down, we desire something quicker, something that requires less effort, something that rewards us more immediately. So, quote by James Clear, conventional wisdom holds that motivation is the key to habit change. Maybe if you really wanted it, you would actually do it. But the truth is, our real motivation is to be lazy and to do what is convenient. Now, if this actually makes no sense to you, then I get it. It's so anti our society these days to be lazy and to just go for what's convenient. But here's the science behind it. For a long, long time, we lived without a roof above our head, without a Tesco down the road or a fridge to keep our food fresh. So what does that mean? Well, every single day, we were fighting for our survival. We were looking out for the tribe. We were hunting for food, battling predators and so forth. We would gobble up every single morsel of food, particularly high energy foods with high fats and sugars, and we would cherish every moment of rest. The more we could eat and the more we could rest, the more successful we were. But nowadays, that couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> Let's be honest. If you are, and I don't mean to throw shade on anybody here, I'm just stating facts. If you're unemployed, and obese, many people would probably describe you as a failure. Whereas if you are successful in your job, you have two kids and a toned body, you, my friend, are society's idea of a success. The roles have literally reversed, but our hardwiring hasn't. Quote from James Clear, it is human nature to follow the law of least effort. So if you feel like you are someone that procrastinates, if you feel like you have no willpower to not reach for the chocolate when you're stressed, cut yourself some slack. It is not in your human nature to resist the chocolate. It is not in your human nature to go on work on your side hustle after work rather than sitting in front of the TV. Your deep down hardwiring wants you to rest, it wants you to eat, it wants you to stay safe. Now, that might all seem like doom and gloom, but rather than see this as a lost cause, James Clear teaches us how we can use this to our advantage, finding ways to make healthy, productive habits as easy, as attractive, as satisfying, and as obvious as possible, whilst making unhealthy and unproductive habits difficult, invisible, unattractive, and unsatisfying as possible. So that we can use our ancient brain's hardwiring to our advantage rather than trying to fight it, which just is gonna make your life super hard. And I'm telling you, this angle of working with our hardwiring, it works. As a self-employed speaker and business owner, it can be really easy, I'll admit, to wish for quick success and instant results. But that is not how the world works. And if that was the case, success, as you know, wouldn't be nearly so rewarding and fulfilling, at least not in the long term. So as we finish up, I'm just going to read a final quote from James Clear. As you continue to layer small changes on top of one another, the scales of life start to move. 
Each improvement is like adding a grain of sand to the positive side of the scale, slowly tilting things in your favour. Eventually, if you stick with it, you hit a tipping point. So if you've been working super hard for something and you feel like you're still not getting very far or your progress is slowly like mine with Instagram, then remember every single time that you do it, you're putting a grain of sand on the side of success. But unless you get a massive rock, which is probably going to break the scale anyway, it doesn't come instantly. So thank you so much for investing your time to hear how you can create more healthy habits, how you can maybe stop doing some unhealthy ones. This podcast episode was actually all about creating new habits, um, which is what I've been focusing on. I wouldn't say that I have a huge amount of bad habits. It's something that I'm very on. I try to stay very on top of and assess my life and what I'm doing day to day quite a lot because I I'm a mindset strategist. I love self-improvement. Um, obviously, there's a line where you need to stop trying to improve and just appreciate. Um, but maybe I will have a look at some habits because I'm sure there are some that are less resourceful. And I will try and see if Atomic Habits can help me unwire those. So once again, thank you for listening. Please make sure that you leave a review or you rate this podcast out of five stars. It helps far more than you know. And with that, all that's left to say is I appreciate you.